This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. The University of Limerick, in conjunction with the Irish Workhouse Centre in Portumna, is now accepting applications for 2021-2022 certificate in local history. David Fleming spoke to Mount Shannon historian Noel Murphy. Hello, uh, David Fleming is my name and I'm uh, sitting here uh, with Noel Murphy for Scariff Bay Community Radio. And uh, it's the time of year, perhaps, where people are thinking about what they might be doing uh, in the in the autumn months. And because it's Heritage Week, uh, there is opportunities here for those interested in history and and heritage. Noel Murphy, you're very welcome. Hello, David. Good uh, to talk to you. Great to talk to you too, Noel. Noel, you completed a <coughs> certificate in local history at. Uh, the Workhouse up in Portumna, which is a University of Limerick accredited program, one-year program. Uh, can you tell us uh, what was it that prompted your interest in local history? Well, <clears throat> David, yeah, I, that, um, I completed that course uh, about three years ago, and uh, I suppose initially I had done a course in Woodford, which was just a locally organized one about reading the landscape and looking at historic uh, remains in the in the ar- uh, landscape uh, and I heard about this course then this certificate course in local history uh, through that one of the people presenting that course was uh, Christy Kniff Dr Christy Kniff who's uh, also involved with the certificate course I suppose for me really the <clears throat> the point in taking on the local history uh, course was just to to help me to learn more about the area that I was living in. I had moved here, moved to Mount Shannon uh, to live about 10 years ago. And I suppose, you know, I just felt I was lacking some of the background knowledge of the history of the place and the history of the people. So it, it gave me a, a, a way into that. Yeah. And it, it helped me also to structure uh, my information gathering if you like you know to put a bit of structure on it and a, bit of, a bit of shape and uh, give me skills i didn't have yeah so that was kind of my thinking about it yeah great and uh this like people maybe think this is a a, a university level course but um you you i would say you wouldn't you all you need is a passion for history noel i mean you don't need to have studied history for the leaving cert or anything like that it is designed with the mature person uh in mind uh it, was that your experience well it it most certainly was i mean uh, i actually tick both of those boxes i didn't study history to, to leave cert i only did it to junior cert but um uh, you know, and uh, I certainly would consider myself a mature person. Um, but no, I had a very strong interest in in history all my life, really, in general, in a general way. Yeah. But uh, this this helped me to focus on what's involved in local history and the the the, the group that I worked with on the certificate course was a very wide ranging group. You know, some. People were quite young on it too, and yeah. uh, then the age range went right up into the 80s. 
So, um, so it's for you know, everybody. It's essentially uh, for uh, a- anybody really w- with a passion for history who might like to learn a bit more. Can you, can you give us a sense, right? You were in a workhouse. So th- although it's <laughs> o- this is offered by the University of Limerick, this is not on the Limerick campus. Uh, this is up in Portumna, County Galway, uh, up the road from us here uh, in Scariff uh, and Mount Shannon. Um, right. What was it like having classes in a workhouse? <laughs> well, well, from you know, to do a history course, a local history course in a building like that, I found it really atmospheric, to be honest. Now I know the, it's the Irish Workhouse Centre, and it has, you know, the, the buildings. Some of the buildings are open to the public uh, to tour, and there's information available there. There's a museum, and there's wonderful stuff in the centre itself. But for me, taking on a, a course of study of local history in an atmospheric building like that, I found it, uh, you know, really quite significant and, and very interesting indeed um, to actually, it was like we were a part of history when we were sitting in that in that building, you know. Yeah. And of course, for me, it was very convenient from Mount Shannon. It was just, uh, you know, a short run into Portum. Uh, it was very local for me as well, yeah. which was great, great convenience. Yeah. Um, what was the sort of things that you might have, like, it's these, it's, it's, uh, this will be on every Wednesday evening, roughly between 6.30 and 9.30, maybe between 7 and, 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 and 9.30, something like that. But yeah. uh, what, what were the things that you, um, that the, the tutors or the, the people who convened the classes, what were they talking about? What sort of things interested you? Well, uh, yeah, indeed, absolutely. That um, There was, a, you know, a really wide range of topics. I was, suppose I was surprised how wide-ranging it was, you know, from lo- looking at the historic remains in the landscape to looking at documents to looking at uh, specific periods of time in the history of the area, you know, the land war featured uh, very large. The, the the big houses and the estates that went with them, uh, the War of Independence time, all of these were topics. We'll say on on any given night, and the people presenting then. I mean, there's a great team of people there involved in that, um, and they tend to be people who have researched local history topics. And so, you know, they'll present their topic on the night. Um, so they're, they're, they have a deep knowledge of their subject. And also, you know, they were just very um, very down-to-earth people that you could connect yeah. with, you know. Yeah. And, like, I suppose uh, so that on that point, Noel, I mean, it's not <laughs> like uh, what we might imagine our school days to be. Um, I mean, this is a convivial, friendly environment where conversation is encouraged. I mean, you're you're learning, but you're learning by conversation. Would you say? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, there was great interaction. There was great interaction. I found now within the group, I got to know people. You know that I would never probably have met otherwise, and yeah. some that I kind of knew yeah. as well. Um, and, and also just the learning part of it that was massive. I mean, the the tea break alone. <laughs> was a, a huge learning experience because you know everyone, all the people, uh, both presenting the course and the people taking the course, all went down to the kitchen, made tea or coffee or whatever, and just chatted for a good decent break. And I mean, there was a great deal of learning in that too. You know, yeah. you had 
access to the presenters there and it was informal in that way yeah. and and yet you know really kind of um professionally presented as well yeah. mm-hmm. it's a unique combination of things really um, and that's the point. So I suppose for those of for those people who are interested um, in having an enjoyable time, talking about history that they might uh, that they might enjoy, and wanting that little bit of structure that a universe a, a certificate like this will provide, it's a one year long course. It's starting in September. For people who want to find out more, I would suggest you simply Google. Uh, UL Certificate in Local History and you can find out more about it there on those pages and that is also where you can apply Um, and you can certainly for more information anybody who would like it could email myself david.fleming at ul.ie but Noel it's been a real pleasure talking to you uh, today and I'm delighted you had a great time on the Certificate in Local History at some stage we'll uh, have you back because you (laughs) went on uh, exploring that uh, passion that you have for Mount Shannon and for local history so uh, but it remains for me to thank you and uh, to wish you the best of luck no problem. It was uh, great to talk to you, David, and all the best to you. Okay, and so this has been a special News Extra uh, interview with Noel Shannon, uh, no- Noel Murphy uh, from Mount Shannon uh, with David Fleming. Goodbye. The 12 o'clock hills are proving to be a wonder attraction to locals and visitors alike in East Clare. Pat O'Brien met up during the week with Patsy Neville, chair of the 12 o'clock hills development committee. Uh, my name is Pat O'Brien, first guy of Bacon Energy Radio. I'm in a chat here today with Patsy Neville, Chairman of the 12 O'Clock Hills Development Committee. Uh, you're welcome, Patsy. Thanks, Pat. Patsy, will you give us a, give the listeners of Scarf Bay Community Radio uh, uh, an overview of the 12 O'Clock Hills trails and the development of the of the three trails to date? Yeah, I suppose uh, we started back in 2011 uh, with... Uh, idea of promoting trails on the 12 o'clock hills and uh, through that period in October 2014 uh, we developed two trails including uh, access to heritage sites stored in the area and then in 2014 we had a official opening of the site and from then uh, we continued to make regular improvements to the facilities so so as to kind of uh, attract uh, tourists to the place uh, to revitalise, I guess, the local villages. When they come there, hopefully they'll, after a hike, they'll probably stop off and have a cup of tea in either Kikish and Bradford or Six Mile Bridge. Um, so, like I said, we continue to develop it. We have been successful. Initially, we kind of, all our work was fundraising, churchgate collections and different hikes on the hills in order to, to bring money in to finance the work we were doing. Uh, more recently, we have been uh, lucky to get support, I guess, from people, organisations such as CLDC and Ennis, Clare County Council. Uh, our latest grant was through ORIS, uh, which was the which is the outside uh, outside uh, recreational scheme, and here we got something like eighteen thousand, and. 
the, uh, the uh, improvements we made were uh, the hard calling of muddy sections of the trails, which we're always going to have because of the the the, the, the walking uh, on the on the soft surfaces, and, and then we we um, we, uh, we we put up two lectern units on the upper hills, so as to give people. Uh, a view, uh, uh, an identification of the views that were actually seen from Jim Pines. Uh, we done we done a, an, ups- an, ups- an upgrade to our website, and uh, we have developed a, a car park there. So we extended that car park because of the, the we got so busy during the COVID period, and we we also put shrubbery there to to make it look better for people coming there. Yeah, it has been um, very su- successful, and um, you have people coming from all, all over, uh, maybe Munster and Connors and all over the, the country coming to, coming to the Fredford Lock Hills. I have met people myself from maybe the different parts of the country who, have, who talk about it and who, so it has uh, yeah. uh, been very su- successful. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, we were, we, we were, we were in the, in the, you know, we were well able to cope with the, the, the visitors there, but... Uh, there, um, at the start of the outset, at the outset of the COVID, we can uh, the, the amount of cars we coming there really, really increased. So, about for, for about sixteen months, we had a, a car park that was at the weekends uh, was overcrowded. In certain situations, we had to turn people away uh, to enhance the the visitor experience there, and especially in the car park where people are looking for car car parking spaces. Uh, outside of our comedy, we got a number of, of volunteers to operate there at the weekends and, and tour shifts, and um, that kind of helped greatly to uh, to park the cars and uh, provide car park spaces. But in the past two months now, uh, you know things have lightened up a bit with the list lifting of the COVID restrictions. So, so things are back to normal, if you like, you know. Yeah, you have a new video of the trails as well uh, out uh, recently. Yeah, well, I, I guess the idea of the video is to kind of to let people know, people from outside the county and throughout the, the country, an idea of what to expect. So we've done a video of the trails, uh, you know, uh, showing all the the, the 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 sights from the trails and what to expect when you're coming for a hike. And as we have um, a 5K, which, uh, which does not take in the upper hills, and the 8.5K, which does take in the upper hills. And then we... Recently, we added a thirteen k for them people that likes the longer walk, and that's and that takes something like three hours, you know. And you have um, you have a very, very garden for the features. Yeah. Well. So that was another feature. Okay. Uh, the, the credit union in Ennis were very nice to to give us sponsorship for a fairyland facility, and we we have that strategically placed along the trails, so that when you're walking the trails, you actually. On all the three routes, actually, that you're walking, that you will actually come on the ferry trail. But is there's also kind of for families that come to the car park in Belvoir, they can actually go directly to the ferry trail into something. It is about a 1.8 kilometer walk uh, from um, from the car park to the, the the facility, and the same amount back, which is which is less than four kilometers of a total walk. You know, and the idea of actually sighting the fairyland. In, in that place was to get actually children walking from a young age rather than being dropped off into, uh, at the car park and hop into a fairy trail from there. So they do get um, they do get some exercise to get to the trail. 
Uh, you have the new um, food and beverage uh, uh, companies with uh, oh Marcel. Yeah, yeah. yeah Marcel uh, at the weekends. We have Grace and Neve, and Neve there uh, uh, from Tulla, and they have set up a food wagon only at the weekends, you know, and that has proved that we've been doing that now for, I think, the most three months, and that has proved very successful yep. as well. So, and we have picnic tables there from through Alice as well. That, um, and seizing that and that so that people can relax down on a fine Sunday afternoon or whatever, chill out after a walk. Yeah, so thanks, thanks, Patsy, for your time, and uh, we will talk to you again at some future time. Thanks very much. No you have been listening to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend, and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarif Bay Community Radio. Mm-hmm.